Transplanter RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter. That is at D-M-I-T-R-Y-O-P-I-N-E-S. And Explain Trade, a negotiation skills training consultancy believing in the power of D&D and Transplaner's potential to grow, tell great stories, and lift up our community. Explain Trade trains negotiators for governments, big companies, NGOs, and offers e-learning courses for individuals looking to get a better deal from their boss. Level up your charisma score and check out explaintrade.com. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG. We are an all transgender, people of color led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition live streamed actual play campaign set in an original non colonial anti orientalist world. I am your game master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. Hi everyone, my name is C, I use they them pronouns, and I play Oka Hien, Asamar blood hunter and monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V Noct Shurzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, blood and bloodletting, complicated familial relationships, trauma, and romance. Arc 4, Episode 4, A Flame Seizing for God, from Baptism by Hugh Min Yen. Manaya, Dewey, and V. Let's backtrack for a moment. We are going to see Halo leading the three of you through flower-dappled courtyards under burnished wooden awnings past gurgling brooks, stone bridges, koi fish suspended in globes of floating, swirling water. Halo leads you past all of this, the finery and the officiants and the sweet breezes of the slumbering palace until she begins to climb a flight of massive stone stairs. At the top of the stairs, you crane your necks to see the throne building, a blue palace with three silver roofs, its doors guarded by heavily armored infantry. As the three of you follow suit, what do you say to each other and or Halo? V is still disguised self as this like human-esque monk in dark armor. So V is going to say something along the lines of, I have, to, I have to get back in that, like, chew, that, like, that mindset again right now. Um, I'm so glad, my friend, that you were able to see the mirage from the desert sand. <laughs> I'm used to weaving mirages of my own. You will suffer no harm here. 
long as the four of you, and she's including Rev in the statement as well, obey what is, of course, the good and just law of her imperial majesty within these halls. Of course, we mean no harm. And V kind of like opens to the rest of the group now to sort of include them. We have traveled a great many distance to be here, and we do seek things, but you may already know what we seek here. And as long as, you know, no harm is threatened towards us, we have no threats of harm to others. I'm glad to hear that. And I very much appreciate the generosity of your pacifism. The tall one over there, the really tall one, she's, she may look scary, but she's quite peaceful and wants nothing but good tidings for all. You'll have to excuse my lackluster command of the language. But rest assured, the last thing I would like to do is draw my weapon. I very much appreciate that. And you. And Halo's pink gaze falls upon Doka. You, who are not quite the disgraced prince, do you mean us no harm as well? I don't mean any harm. I certainly can't do... It's a good thing I'm not as powerful as, you know, the good prince we know. Well, I'm sure the four of you are eager to be reunited with your friend. Come. Uh, and Halo continues leading the three of you plus Rev into the throne building proper, where we cut back to the present. The Emperor of Long, Daughter of Heaven, Lord of 10,000 years, the Dream Blessed, sits upon a silver throne. A shaft of golden light illuminates their crown, an intricate headdress inlaid with pearls, rubies, sapphires, kingfisher feathers molded into the shape of coiling dragons. A sheer cloth hangs in front of her face, obscuring her royal features from unworthy gazes such as your own, and yet all of you feel it. The pressure. The oceanic, thrumming, pulsing pressure emanating from the Emperor like a sound wave. The weave pulls against your skins, your pulses quicken, your pupils dilate, your heartbeats thrum against your sternums. You are in the presence of an apex predator. Manaya, Dewey, and V. The three of you and Rev stand across the black marble hall from a contingent of Tulongan elite guards, at least 12 strong, flanking a single prisoner in their center. And all of your eyes across the shadowy darkness of, the th of this throne room, all of your eyes fall upon Oka. Their hair is freshly shorn, their storm gray skin beaded with sweat, their pink scar bisecting their lip curling in defiance. Heavy manacles shackle their wrists, and you all watch as a tiefling captain of the guard anchors Oka to her body with a length of steel chain. Oka, you're home. Nothing and everything has changed. Across the hall, your double-pupiled eyes land not on your friends, but on the person leading them. Halo. Halo is exactly how you remember her. Snow-white skin, pink veins, 
her body cocooned in softness. Alabaster horns extend from her forehead, curl up, and connect at the top, forming a halo that is also her namesake. She wears these pure white robes and a silver headdress. Her pink eyes land on you, and for a brief instance you see so much emotion welling up in her face like a river brought to flood, before Halo blinks, and she schools that expression back down into a look of placid, detached interest. She's gotten older. Uh, let's focus on you first, Oka. Oka, what do you do? Well, can I make out what the expression was? Why don't you roll insight? 18. Well, this is the first time she's seen you in seven years. And the note you left on was um, one where you were definitely not going to be back. Uh, but there isn't surprise. There's no surprise, no shock on her face. Almost like she was expecting you to be here. The emotion that was welling up, threatening to burst forth is one of grief. It's just she looked in that moment so sad and heartbroken. And you even see her pink eyes like blink and she averts her gaze from you. And as she turns her head, you sort of see like um, she exposes a slip of her pinkish wrist and you see that engagement bangle, the same one as Prince Moore's, uh, glimmering in the darkness upon her wrist. So I think as Oka's looking at her, like, and I, I think the way it's framed is that Oka can see Halo and this like flower like blooms that's on Manaya's uh, jacket. It like blooms and then fades. And as soon as like the petals fall to the ground, Oka starts moving like really slowly at first. And then it's like they remember what gravity is and they just pull forward really hard and really fast um, against their constraints, just trying to like not not really even looking at the emperor who's just like over there. It's like they are single-mindedly focused on Halo and closing the distance between them. Uh, just make like a strength check, let's say, with advantage because you're trying to get to the love of your life. Natural 19, baby. Uh, plus two, 21. Okay, as you just sort of start walking forward, it's like tunnel vision, right? Everything else blurs out. And the only thing your double-pupiled eyes are focused on is this one person that you left seven years ago on such like a painful, jagged note, right? And you don't even feel like... The rest of you see Oka just start walking forward and it takes like the 12 people like start grasping onto the chains on either side of your shackles are like, oh, like trying to hold you back. But you're just taking like step with step with step with step like forward toward Halo. And like you're dragging, I think, like 12 people behind you, like like an ox plowing a field before like the reality of the situation starts setting in. And I think they finally gridlock you um but you've stepped forward quite a few feet and now you're in the middle of this black marble hall right you're like a straight beeline down to your right 80 feet away is the emperor and the throne and you're in the middle of the hallway illuminated by dusty light and halo stands in the wings right like sandwiched between these two huge pillars of pure sapphire and she averts her gaze still halo Makoya, uh, and she finally speaks your name and turns to look at you, and you see that her pink eyes are brimming with tears, but they don't fall. I... And Oka's gaze, like, falls on the bracelet. I made that for you. 
Why are you still wearing it? You died, Makoya. You died and the rest of us had to move on. I know. I know, I... I wish I could have stayed a ghost for you. But I'm not. I'm still here. You weren't supposed to come back, Makoya. You know the price of your coming back. I've already died once. What's the second time? Enough! Uh, and the guard that are pulling you, I think, are like, like, yanking on the chains a little bit, and they like rattle and shake in like the dim, empty shadow of this giant hall. Oka's hands are like bl- bloody, right? They like punch the shit out of their stepbrother. They're like covered in. You said that they were drenched in blood. So they're literally standing there covered in blood, like against the shackles, but the way that they're holding their hands is so soft. Like they just want to like reach out and touch her, but they can't. Yeah, with your 18 insight also, you know that this is like, this is taking every ounce of Halo's willpower not to like break character basically and like run forward and hug you. Like she is very much like has settled into her role as dream prophet. And you know Halo, she's very disciplined. There's almost nothing that could sway her from this role, even you. Uh, and she's standing there, but her bottom lip is quivering. And she's like, her hands are sort of like, her fingers, she's she's interlocked her fingers together. And like the, the sleeves of her robe um, cover most of her hands, but the exposed bits you know her too well are, are trembling. That's sort of her tell. Halo, please, please. But I don't think they even know what they're asking for. You're a ghost, Makoya. Ghosts don't belong here. Not in the hallowed throne room of her imperial majesty. Fine. Fine. If that's how you want it. You can keep the bracelet. Halo looks at you, then. Uh, and she opens her mouth like she wants to say something, wants to protest this. But she thinks better of it and settles back into her robes and back into her role as Dream Prophet. Manaya, Dewey, V, what do the three of you do? I think as this is going on, Dewey, like, turns his head to V and is telepathically, like, he, like, elbows her and then he's like, drop the, drop the thing. Like, he suddenly can't stand to be this fake Oka. Uh, it feels very wrong. V um, nods her head and um, and just it's like in the most like non uh, way of like getting anyone's attention. It's just like uh, things just sort of like melt off like but like almost like a into a cloud off of everybody so that they're no longer in disguise. Okay, as your magic just sort of ripples and like gently slides off of your party's body. V, you feel Reb's hand clasp your shoulder. Um, and it's, it's like a firm grasp. Uh, and she's trying to alert you to something. Roll Arcana. Uh, 19. It's not just Reb trying to alert you to something. It's got a nectus inside you as well. Ever since you took that first step, right, up the massive stone stairs leading up to this throne building, the god shards inside of you have begun to stir, 
right? They've started to thrum against the tendrils of your soul. And now that you're actually inside this black marble hall, both Scott and Nectus are like sort of like rearing their heads up, right? Uh, almost like lions um, perking their ears up when they smell blood or when they smell prey. Uh, and it's like these two like predators inside you are like beginning to like beginning to wake and rouse themselves. You can feel the weave within your soul start to stretch tight as they awaken from slumber. And with your 19 arcana check, you know the reason why the gods inside your paragon soul, V, are reacting in such a way is because that person 80 feet away, seated upon that throne, and let's say your miscolored eyes even like turn subconsciously and like look. Like, and it's sort of just like Oka with Halo, you tunnel vision up to the emperor, to her shielded face, to that huge, massive silver throne with the tortoise and the dragon and the Telian and the phoenix fanning out like silver tendrils behind it. That person is a paragon. And because you're a fully realized paragon, you know this in that moment. I think V would cast a message to Rev of... Do we come in peace, or... There's a lot going on right now. What what do you think we should do? You hear Rev's voice sort of, like, reverberating in the chamber of your mind say, Everything the Raven Queen has told me, everything I know about Mengshen Judy, is that he is wise, and he is calculating, and he knows of many things. We should not provoke his ire. We should talk. V sends a quick message of, you're right, um, and like V sort of like clears her throat audibly so like everyone can hear, uh, and speaks in common. Friends, I see many treasures in this room right now. It would be perhaps wise for us to take a moment so that no harm comes to anybody's treasures. Nobody wants any treasures to be harmed right now. Let's... Just be calm. And I think from the last thing that Halo had said, or like the last thing that Halo hadn't said, rather, like, like they're still struggling against the restraints, right? But now it's becoming like angrier and angrier that they're just like starting to like fight and twitch in this way where they're almost like electric currents are running like up and down Oka's body. And they like look at V and there's like a moment of like actual realization. And then it's like, they suddenly remember exactly where they are and they their head like whips to the side uh, and they look at the emperor. Hmm. And as all eyes in this great hall fall upon this figure seated upon this elevated throne made of pure silver, the emperor speaks. Though she has this cloth drape in front of her face her words are not muffled and they boom thrumming with quiet power throughout this chamber Ref refracting off of the black marble the pillars of pure sapphire the silent guard standing post child you are a long way from exile and uh just kind of like fighting with the guard so they're like let go of me let go you know the cost of your return, Makoya. Uh, and they kind of like flip their head back up. And they shake it. I'm not here for you. I'm not here because I want to be. Then why, pray tell, are you here? 
Where the fuck is Dream Hunter? Dream Hunter this entire time is still being held, I think, by one of the soldiers now. Uh, not the captain of the guard, because she passed Dream Hunter on so she could like hold you back because you're like raging against the manacles. But one of her soldiers, I think you, you catch the glimmering of that hilt from like the like your periphery and you see Dream Hunter in that in that random person's grasp. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be where my hand is going right now um, to Dream Hunter. OK, are you trying to call Dream Hunter to you? Like you did earlier, or are you just gonna grab, go for it and grab it? Uh, I think it's more of a scramble. Okay, just make just make like a. It's not gonna be a super high DC because everyone's so distracted by the emperor. Let's say make a sleight of hand check. Sixteen. That is sufficient. Describe to me what it looks like as you grab Dream Hunter. So Oka uses blood chains when they fight, eh? Uh, so they're kind of used to using chain that is literally connected to their body, and I think they use it as this kind of like pulley lever where they like kind of have like twisted the chains up a little bit just by struggling and when they pull it chains it uh uses this like chain reaction all the way down where all the guards kind of like stumble and come forward and this person also like gets bumped in the back and stumbles forward and they're and since they like pulled back they now have some leeway with the chain and their hand just goes for it they wield it point it at the emperor for just a second and then it just flies out of their hand as they stick it into the ground in front of them. Like throwing down the gauntlet. Are you returning what is not yours and what is rightfully mine? Or are you challenging me, child? You took everything from me. I will die before I leave this chamber and you don't understand that. <laughs> I'm pleased to see that you at least understand the stakes of your presence here. And the emperor rises from her throne. And it's sort of like a whisper of wind as her like deep sapphire blue robes like hiss against the silver of her throne. She gets up, the robes sort of like just like, like water drape off of her body. Uh, and she, even from this far away, all of you can see that she's quite tall. Um, you can't really tell what her race is or what she even looks like because of that face covering. But she's definitely like humanoid, right? With these like almost like slender shoulders that these um, robes uh, bask off of like sunlight. She looks down 80 feet at you and says, The price of your return, of course, is death. The emperor holds out her right hand, and you see the hilt of Dream Hunter that's just speared into the black marble quiver, vibrate, and then poof, like shoot out of the ground, and it just soars a full 80 feet back straight through the air and lands itself inside the Emperor's hand. And she holds on to Dream Hunter. Uh, at the same moment, it's just like all in, baby. Uh, Oka is going to use their culling edge, and instead of it like coming like out of their arm kind of in the side it almost like the tattoo like wobbles and then jumps out of their arm like completed like a full sword and oka like grabs it out of the air uh and it's sort of like dream hunter it's like the same shape but it's made of their blood and it's like red and kind of like crackling with lightning you know what i mean and i'll roll my damage for that Okay, uh, this sounds like we're gonna be joining in battle, so why don't, why don't everyone, everyone in this chamber roll initiative? Okay, uh, do we have 20, 20 to 30 for initiative? 22. Okay, 22 for Oka. Any other 20 to 30? 21. Okay, 21 for Manaya. 
Any other 20 to 30? Oh, wow. Y'all did really well. Okay, so 22 for Oka, 21 for Manaya, 20 for Dewey. V? Uh, 10. <laughs> okay. Did not All right. well. So at the top of the order, starting with Oka and going down, I need you all, this is a special layer action, I need you all to tell me, truthfully, what is your PC going to be doing on their turn? Attacking ferociously. Okay, Oka's going to be attacking ferociously. What about Manaya? Assume, like... The landscape of the battle doesn't change. Manaya's going to turn to V. Revan Dewey and ask what the heck is going on and what should we do? Are you going to basically like hold your turn or are you going to ask first and then do something later? I'll hold my turn. Okay, cool. So Manaya's going to like wait a beat and suss out the situation first before acting. Got it. What about you, Dewey? I want to see if the guards are going to try and get involved. I want to distract them. Okay. Dewey wants to distract the guards. What about V? V's going to do something similar, probably light some fire to separate all the guards. V recognizes the whole, like, her relationship to Sievert, and, like, this is that moment. So V's just like, let Oka have the moment and try to fend off anybody else trying to get involved. Love it. Uh, and how is Dewey going to try to distract the guards? Like, what's your play? I got a cool spell that is, it creates, like, a thing for them to, like, if they have to stare at it if they fail to save. Oh, is it a hypnotic pattern? What is this yeah. spell? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hypnotic pattern. Okay, got it. So, on initiative count 29, the emperor is going to go. Uh, they look down. <laughs> they look down these steps at all of you, right? Like holding Dream Hunter. Uh, and they're just going to uh, turn Dream Hunter to their palm and wet the blade of Dream Hunter with their blood. Like all the way down with their hand, uh, and you see like the eight runes up the side of Dream Hunter glow, ding, 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 uh, and they're gonna shoot out this pulse of something. And I need all of you to make a charisma saving throw. Uh, this is the third natural nineteen I've rolled this session. By the way, can't, can't just keep winning. Twenty three. Twenty three for V. What's the total for Oka? Also a twenty three. Okay, cool. Do we do? I got six. No! Do we got a six? Okay. You made me make a charisma save, so. Manaya? Manaya's earring glows as I get a 17. Okay, nice. Oh, yeah, from, from your parents. I like that. Uh, so, V and Oka, you save. Dewey and Manaya, unfortunately, you do not. Uh, with a six and a 17. Uh, so what this means is like this blinding flash of light just sweeps out from the emperor's sword. Uh, and Oka and V, the two of you are able to weather it to the best of your ability. Uh, but Dewey and Manaya, the two of you feel the weave inside of you just sort of tangle up and choke and seize. Uh, Manaya, whatever tenuous connection uh, you had with the Princess of Leaves is now not severed, um, but it's like someone's grabbing a bundle of strings and like holding them really tight, uh, basically like staunching the flow of magic from her to you. And Dewey, like whatever connection you have with the um, artifacts you make with magic is also similarly staunched, as the two of you are essentially under the effects of an anti-magic cone. Uh, and you can attempt the save again at the ends, ends of your turn, which means you can't use magic. The emperor is going to glide down the steps, almost like their 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 feet are floating off the ground, and they're almost like levitating, like maybe an inch off of the earth. 
uh, as though like the earth were not worthy for them to walk upon. Uh, they glide forward and they're gonna meet you. Um, meet you closer in the center of this hall, Oka, as you're just thrumming with this like electric energy. They're holding Dream Hunter and they say to you, their face still unreadable behind that sheer cloth, you are always a disappointment, Makoya. You should have never come back. The kingdom was better off without you. Fucking hell. Um, I think the way that Oka, if it's okay, makes that save is they like slice through it with their own blade. They are familiar with Dream Hunter's tenants and what it can do. Um, so I think they were like almost like expecting that. So they like are able to swipe it away and they're like coming down the hallway in the opposite way. I never wanted to come back, but it's not my fucking prerogative anymore. Here I am. Here you are, come to die, born by my hand, brought to life by me, and to death I send you. I'm not afraid of you. I never have been. You should be. Uh, and Oka will make their swipe. Okay, uh, make that attack roll, baby. I'm gonna use a point of inspiration. Okay, first attack definitely goes wide, but I do have a second attack. Okay. You can still hit. They're just gonna get to respond if you choose to do so. Okay, first one was, let's see, I'll do my math. Uh, the first one was a 15, second one was a natural one, plus, plus seven. So eight, but a natural one. Okay, that's fine. Uh, neither will quote unquote hit in the traditional sense, but if you want, both can hit and you can deal damage. I'll just have them make a Pretty big reaction if you choose to do so. That's fine, I think. Uh, so should I roll damage? Go for it. Uh, I'll also use a bonus action uh, to just get my uh, my right of my right of flame going here. Sounds good. Uh, so the black bloody edge of your blade erupts into magical fire as you attack your mother father. Roll damage, baby. Okay, that is twenty five points of damage for the first hit. And 33 points of damage for the second one. Phew! Okay. Uh, I think what this looks like is the two of you spar. You duel, right? It's the silver edge of Dream Hunter clashing against the black flaming edge of your bloodied longsword. Right? As the two of you are just exchanging blow after blow after blow, parrying and dodging and weaving and attacking, the Emperor's robe swirling around them while your own like blood-spattered clothes are also whipping in the wind. So how do you deal 25 plus 33 points of damage? So... Oka was literally trained in Su Longan style duel, uh, and they were the best at it when they were here. Like they were really fucking good at it, uh, and they have only gotten better. And not only have they only gotten better, they also have picked up other things from monster hunting, from their friends, from all the places they've gone to the point where it's like a little bit more vicious and a little bit less uh, refined or even like respectful. Like they're just going with this insane amount of raw energy uh, just like that's getting like put so hard into their blade yeah where do you score two gashes on your mother father on your mother father's body uh i think just like the edge of the the arm both arm okay yeah one gash uh you you see an opening uh surprisingly enough holy shit and you score a gash on their left arm you cut open this beautiful sapphire blue rope and a little bit of blood comes out even uh and then you score red blood 
Uh, and I think there's a part of you that's like, huh, so you do bleed, right? You do bleed like the rest of us. Uh, and then like your other gash poof, hits their other arm. You cut, cut this beautiful, gorgeous robe. You sever the embroidery and another poof, little burst of blood comes out. Oh, what do you say as you deal these two flesh wounds to your mother father? I always thought you were dead. I never thought you were real. Uh, and I can actually use my blonded bloodletting feature whenever I deal damage. I will use my reaction to cause an effect. I believe is going to be probably extra damage. I believe uh, it's just an extra d6 of damage. So I'll just roll that real quick. Uh, just an extra three. Uh, as Oka's connection with the weave kind of like uh, connects with the blood that they drew and they like pull it out more, like just like uh, with their offhand. <laughs> blood magic, your mother father says, as like some of their blood like dribbles out of like this wound and it's like soars toward you as you're like, like basically like pulling your hand back. That's not one of the three sacred arts of the court you were taught. No, it's not. I learned that myself. I'm sorry to say, this is where your education ends. You've gotten stronger, I'll give you that. But now, you shall perish. Uh, and your mother-father with their reaction is going to sort of turn around and poof, there's almost like this, like their robes just swirl and I think you're taken off guard by this like unconventional maneuver. And when they whip back around, uh, Dream Hunter, the last thing you see, Oka, uh, is Dream Hunter just glimmering through the air. And on that word, perish, you see every single of the eight runes on Dream Hunter glow bright black uh, as your mother, father casts power word kill. Uh, what is your max HP? Uh, my max HP with or without my, uh, fuck, uh, that I have currently or just like generally? Currently, it doesn't count because Banash took a lot away. Yeah, 71 currently. That is not sufficient. You die. Uh, your mother father slashes Dream Hunter through you and similar to Rev's scythe, uh, passing through the bodies of the souls she reaps, Dream Hunter just passes through you. Uh, but as it cuts through the center of your body, it attempts to sever your soul and destroy it. And while this is happening almost like in bullet time, you're like eyes blown wide. I see Dream Hunter flashing, like your, your mother father's face, a sliver of it exposed as like the wind ripples this cloth sheet and you see just like half of her face exposed. And as you do, you see that uh, she's got three pupils in the eye that is like revealed and on her throat, a sideways eye has opened almost exactly like on uh, Juan Ustoy's. Uh, like vision that you saw in, in, in the dream shield. And I think you die uh, as boosh, dream hunter passes through the entire rest of your body. And it's like, again, in like bullet time, slow motion V, you hear Rev start to shout out loud, no, uh, as she like starts to like, like run forward uh, as the, you know, paragon of the Raven Queen we cannot allow such things to happen. And then Oka, as you stagger there, your vision starting to darken on the edges of your, of your eyes, the life draining from your body. You feel Vinash inside you crackle and boom. And all of you just see like this massive like explosion of red lightning ricochet off of like Oka's body. Like it's 
I think the three of you are thrown into this horrible flashback of like Ravi's body suspended in that giant chamber, like shooting these huge pillars of lightning bolts out from her skin. But now it's Oka and Oka, you were hunched over, right? But now like you like reverse as your chest like heaves up toward the sky. Your like neck is thrown back and we like close up on your face. Your eyes are blown wide and through um, one of your eyes, like a red lightning bolt cuts through the pupil and bisects it. Um, similar to the, the the dash through your name, Oka. It just like cuts through that pupil, through that iris. Um, as Vinash, Vinash saves you. Uh, and instead of dying immediately, Oka, you're just gonna drop down to one HP. <laughs> I need to like take a bath or something. I'm so sweaty. Uh, all of you hear Vinash's voice boom out from Oka's body uh, as the Emperor's still like in the middle of finishing her motion of cutting through Oka's body. That's how fast Vinash reacted. And Vinash just says in this sort of like distorted, raging, crackling voice, Mung, this is not your death! Uh, and the Emperor like holds the emperor holds her pose with like the sword drawn she looks up like again that like veil fluttering and when she speaks it's almost like her voice is double layered and you all hear like a second like different like more masculine voice like humming underneath like the emperor's own words ah vinash but that is not your paragon is it so why should you care what happens to it it has a name! Uh, and Vinash, pu puppeting Oka's body, is going to like lift up this sword you have, this like blood sword, and transform it into a bolt of lightning uh, and throw it uh, at your mother father. And there's just like this huge explosion of light as it collides. Um, and I think that's. <laughs> it's gonna hit! Uh, your mother father, I think, is blown back. Like her body, boosh, like this bolt of lightning just like throws her all the way back to like the foot of the stairs, right? She still holds on to Dream Hunter, but she collides against the foot of the stairs and staggers a little bit. And her like robes are singeing and like the smell of like burning flesh and like burning hair starts suffusing this hall. She looks back up and you all see that that bolt of red lightning had charred the veil like completely away. And all of you see now the emperor's face, which is just, it looks like it's chiseled from the same black marble that this hall is built from, right? It's super serene, right? Like, like it was plucked from like a book and then put into reality. A chiseled jawline, these high regal cheekbones, these eyes, one of which has a single pupil in one and the other of which has three pupils. You also see again that all of you see that sideways eyeball like cracked open on, on her throat. She's got this like black hair that's like done up in this elaborate hair and she looks up. Now we're gonna go to Manaya's turn. Okay, so round one of combat, let me just die real quick. I like when Connie asks us, what do you plan to do? Because two moves changed everything. <laughs> I like that I like that Lyra's like, what the fuck is Manaya gonna do? Manaya yells first it's a no and then it's after she's 30 feet forward calling back to rev v and dewey 
and you almost can't hear it because there's so much going on. But as the Emperor brandishes, and what did the Emperor's pronouns? They, she. They, she. As the Emperor brandished their black blade, and Manaya sensed the the death magic that was happening, her the head of her axe hits the ground, and she's and she's going. How far away is Oka? Uh, 40 feet, maybe. Okay, okay. Do I need to use a dash action to get there? Nah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, Manaya's there. Um, and I think first she throws her axe straight at the Emperor. And I think that's happening right as the Emperor is blown back by Vinash. And so the axe flies the opposite, like, past where the Emperor was. And Manaya flies back from Vinash. So I'll, I'll just, like, that attack misses. And then she's going to action surge. Uh, I think the sweat and the shaking of her big eyes and her pupils uh, dilate even more than they were, taking in all the information they can. She runs forward and towards the Emperor, but then her eyes flick over to Oka. She blinks, and everything about her demeanor changes as she skids to a halt, almost to a halt, and then slowly walks up to Oka, who's, I'm assuming, floating in the air at this point. No, Oka's, Oka's still on the ground. It's just, uh, no, Oka has not floated yet, maybe, uh, but it's, like, huge, like, whips of lightning are strobing off their body. Like you're, in the, like you're in the middle of, like, a plasma ball. Manaya is going to do the best she can to push through everything and walk up to Oka and try to put her hand on their shoulder. Okay, I'm gonna to have you take a share little... in this power. I love that. So it doesn't I'm consume go... them. You're gonna take a little bit of damage uh, from from walking toward toward the sunburst. Um, that's just gonna be you can take it. You have the tough feet. That's just gonna be an easy breezy twenty three points of lightning damage uh, as you approach this like huge lightning ball that is now that was formerly Oka, and you like fight through it, like your hair just sort of like whipping around your face, right? Um, like your your armor like crackling with this power, and you place a hand on Oka's shoulder. Are you trying to like, do you say anything or, or do anything to Oka as you approach? No. I'm attempting to recreate almost the scene of Oka saving Rev, and I think all she can muster now is a hand on their shoulder, but... She's motioning behind her at Dewey, V, and Rev to grab her hand because mm-hmm. Manaya can't take this god any better than Oka could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Oka, as Manaya does this, uh, I, th- I think your experience of the situation is a little different. Uh, so when Vinash comes over and takes control, it's like you're like pulled back and you can like vaguely sense what's happening around you, but really slowly and very, really like almost like it's like through like a layer of plexiglass and you're like in the middle of like this like heavily insulated, almost soundproof room. Uh, and everything feels real slow and sluggish and real hot. But then you feel something on your shoulder, like a pressure, a familiar warm pressure. And I think that starts to pull you back up into control. What do you do? <laughs> Who is, and I think like, uh, Vinashuka, uh, <laughs> like, tur- like their head kind of like wobbles almost. Like it's kind of like a weird 
puppetism to like look and there's this like red dash through one of Oka's eyes um, that doesn't seem to focus well on Manaya, but the other one kind of does and it like almost like clarifies and sees her. Manaya says, they can't take much more. Please allow me to channel some of your rage. They're mine, not yours, not hers, not Sen's, they are mine. Manaya blinks and the fear is back again. Her, her pupils dilate and her eyes are shaking, her eyes wide as she whips her head back to the two other paragons and Dewey and reaches her hand out as she shakes her head. She can't do this. Mmm, I really liked that. So now speaking of Dewey and V, Dewey, it's your turn next, buddy. I think when Dewey saw Oka get cut down, he instinctively, like, he was going to assume a defensive, sort of like, let Oka handle this. Uh, but then he saw them get cut down and he's just like half running, half flying, desperately trying to make his way over as they fall. So you see like a flutter of wings and like his, the ridiculous, um, I think, in order to get the height, he had like books strapped to his feet and those are just like coming loose everywhere. And he goes up to Oka as well. And I think puts his hand over where the gash is forming in an attempt to like do his healing thing, which he usually does. But since he doesn't have magic, it's just like a hand on their chest. He didn't hear Vinash say no to him. So <laughs> he's facing Oka on the ground and his back is sort of turned to the Emperor. So you're, uh, do you say anything to Vinoka? Or are you just like putting your feathered hand on their chest and hoping it takes? I'm putting my feathered hand on their chest, sort of like not knowing the gravity of what he's doing. Sort of like in an attempt to just like staunch the bleeding. And that's all that's on his mind right now. The fact that he's made this connection with Vinash Oka's body is... Uh, you are also going to take some damage as you approach. Uh, don't worry, it's an easy, breezy, beautiful 25 points of lightning damage. Uh, as gzz, 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 like your feather is getting charred off as you approach, like every step forward feels like agony. Like you're wading willingly into like a bed of like a thousand needles, like gzz, 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 the static energy ricocheting off of the air, making it heavy, making it metallic like blood. And you place one hand shaking, trembling on Oka's blood wetted chest. And you see, like, Vinosha's, Vinosha's eyes, which were, like, fixed on Manaya, so they turn and affix onto you. And that same guttural, thrumming, static-filled voice ricochets out of Oka's mouth again, and it says, This child is not yours, vessel of the Dragon Maker. Leave it be. Uh, and I think there's, like, a little, if it's okay, like a little bubble of Oka's voice, almost. No, no. Uh, but then it's back down again. I think Dewey like withdraws his hand like it's like it's hot, like he's been burned. And I think as you pull your hand back, you realize uh, it has been burned, right? Like sh like your feathers are charred and it's really hot and like oh, like you touched like this like burning stove. When Dewey comes up and like has this exchange with Vinash, what do you do, Manaya? Manaya quickly turns to Dewey and says. Hoping he gets the reference to the to the cave, says, You made it this time. We can save them. With tears streaming down her face, but they don't make it barely half an inch before they're uh, 
evaporated. evaporated. Yeah, I love that touch. Nice. And now it's V's turn. I think the camera's going to pan to V and her purple eye is glowing purple and her green eye is, I think uh, Scott and Nectis are real, real not happy right now. And uh, V just already has Gamble. Like Gamble was just, the deck is in her hands and she's shuffling and she's walking slowly towards the Emperor. And you hear Scott's voice coming out of V. This is such a mistake right now. Then you hear Nectis. You should not be attacking this one. This is not helping us in any way. Back down now. And then I think uh, the body of E pulls out a card and pulls out the tower, which I feel Ooh. is apt. And you hear Nectis's voice, back down now or else. And the emperor sort of like slumped against the stairs, like pulls herself back up, almost like um, something within her is like filling her with strength. She goes back to floating like an inch, like above the ground and looks right at you with the one uh, single pupiled eye is silver. She looks at you and says, in what you assume is Munchen, Drudy's voice. The two of you were always the last to act, weren't you? Circling around a battlefield like vultures, the last to join in in the creation of our first children, the last to create the dragons. Well, perhaps you will be the last to act today as well. What will it be, Scott and Nectus? Well, it sounds like you're... I, this will be more in Scott's voice. It sounds like you're not ready to give up this little fight. And so, chooses Disintegrate and throws it at the Emperor. <laughs> okay, how does Disintegrate work? On a failed save, the target takes 10d6 plus 40 force damage. And if you reduce to zero hit points in that, you become you re- are reduced to a pile of gray ash. Do they take half damage if they succeed, or does like do they take no damage? I, it doesn't say. Then, then it's a save or suck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so she fails. So why don't you go ahead and roll damage, my friend? You know how many extra dice I had to pull out for this? I'm also going to use my sorcery point to do the empowered spell where I can re-roll in this a couple of up to my charisma modifier, so three uh, dice, and I have to take the new score because I had a couple ones in there. 86. 86 points of damage? Okay. What does it look like? The card, as it is flying towards the Emperor, turns it starts to glow and it's like it's green and then it morphs into purple and it's it's like going faster and faster and faster until it hits into the emperor and just uh this bright light it's almost like fireball but the but the bubble around it isn't harmful to anyone else and that like that's like a fun little light show of bright green and purple. And then for a moment, just like in a firework, you just see Scott and Nectis's images for a little bit as they like disintegrate away. Okay. So as that image like balloons upward, right? And this huge flash of almost like nuclear-like light fills this blackened chamber. Oka, 
you get a moment of lucidity as you see what, I mean, by all intents and purposes, looks like V killing your mother father in that moment. Like, you see this, like, huge orb of light surround her, right? There's just, like, this moment suspended in time as the figures of Scott and Nectis bloom within the nexus of the spell. And then it's almost like time reverses as Scott and Nectis fold back into the disintegration bubble, the bubble, like, unwraps itself around the emperor's form. The bolt of like purple and red magic and green magic like shoots back toward V, reforms the card. And the card like whips back between V's fingers uh, as the emperor uses their legendary resistance to reroll that save and saves against it uh, is how I'm flavoring that. Uh, and I think the emperor's gonna say to you as like, the robes ripple back down pristinely as like almost like these scales of like uh, azure gems like patch up right uh like the the rips in their armor and their like cloth right and like almost like stitches up the wounds that like oka had dealt and monk shenjuri's voice rings out from the emperor's throat <laughs> looks like today just wasn't your lucky day the two of you may be the gods of risk and reward, but you forget my domain is knowledge. Everything that will happen, I know. We have fought this battle a thousand times already, and the end result will always be the same. As the Emperor says that thing, poof, the shadows behind her s swirl. Uh, and we see like a vortex of like feathers and like void magic as Rev teleports behind her, wielding Grim, this massive scythe. And wordlessly, like Rev's face is like blazing with this like single like determination, like whips Grim down like at the Emperor. And the Emperor just sort of turns at the last moment uh, and raises Dream Hunter and catches the scythe, right? And there's like this ding, like this ringing of like metal against metal that just explodes from the point of contact as like the emperor holds it and both of you see like both of these like women uh non-binary lesbian women are like uh like straining against their weapons right uh, as the emperor with like one hand is like holding holding the sword and then has to use her other hand to stabilize the hilt while revs like huge muscles are like bulging right oh she's like trying to cut the emperor down and the emperor slash function judy says up to rev slash the raven queen ah Deathbringer, it is good to see you here in my court, though you, more than all of us, I think, are a long way from home. Mom, this is not the way. Lay down your sword and talk. <laughs> if you say so, darling. Uh, and the Emperor is going to uh, sink into the ground, and from like the loss of like kinetic energy, Rev's gonna stumble forward a little bit, but she like catches herself, like whirls the scythe around and like stabilizes. And the Emperor's gonna reappear, like appears back out of the ground closer to where the rest of you are. 
So V, Oka, Manaya, and Dewey, uh, where this lightning is strobing off of your body. The emperor turns toward the guards, who I think at this point, um, the guards are just kind of watching. Their weapons are drawn. Oka, your chains have long since been shattered in the course of this fight. They're just in pieces floating around the air, suspended by this plasmic lightning swirling around you. The emperor addresses these guards who are bravely holding their weapons, pointing it at the, at the site of battle. Leave us. I will attend to the rest personally. And like loyal, well-trained, disciplined beetles, or ants, uh, the guards just lower their weapons, like, in sync. They nod, they bow, and they turn and they leave. So it's just Halo who remains. Her retinue leaves her, but Halo standing there behind all of this. And all of you see now, she's got these like prayer beads made of like knuckle bones strung together that she's like wringing between her fingers. And this entire time, like her hair is sort of like fanning out with static electricity and swirling around her. She has like some like singe and scorch marks and like some gash marks from like explosion of like fighting. Uh, that's like modeling her like otherwise very soft and pink body otherwise looks unharmed she's like muttering this like long to like prayer in two and like rubbing the prayer bones together and the emperor turns now and all of you get the sense that she no longer wants to fight still holding dream hunter aloft she points it at vinash inside of oka let them go no, no, this one is mine. No, you can't have them. Can I try to fight that? Like with a roll? With yes, the autocrit specifically? Yes, you can. Uh, you're gonna use the autocrit right now? Yep, I'm gonna use the autocrit right now. Okay, autocrit is off the table. Tell me what happens. Oka's voice surges up underneath Vinash's. No, I said no. I don't belong to you. I don't belong to you. And they are like, that's to the emperor. I don't belong to anyone. And like the lightning starts to risk, like get like pulled back into their body. I belong to me. You made me. I made myself. I made myself. You don't get to have me now. And then they kind of stagger because they're like, okay, I'm almost dead. And they pause there. And the like bottom of their sword kind of like tips, you know, and they like catch themselves on it. And like, you know, Manaya, and probably also like almost they fall onto Dewey, you know, but they like kind of catch themselves and they look up uh, as the red bolt of lightning kind of remains like stuck in their eye, but they shove Vinage back down into their soul. I keep you. You don't keep me. Vinash goes down, kicking and screaming uh, at the weave that suffuses your soul, but you're able with that nat 20, uh, you're able to shove them back down into your soul, right? You're basically rebottling lightning that has shattered the vessel. Uh, and the last of the plasma streaks away, settles down, and you're left just covered in hate, like in blood from Halo's room scorched to all hell and back holding this bloodied like longsword that has transformed back into your uh, your bonded weapon um, after Vinash had hurled the lightning bolt and Vinash's final word only you can hear Oka 
<sighs> a river of fate. <sighs> and it sort of like just dies back down. And as the battle, I think, starts to ebb down, right, there's like a moment of like, Phew, I got a lot, like settling over this black marbled hall with its huge sapphire pillars. The Emperor was still holding Dream Hunter, pointing it at you, Oka. And then speaks. Well said. You always had a lip, didn't you? Always such a troublesome little brat. And it's hard to tell if it's uh, Mengshin, Drudi talking, or if it's the Emperor. And then Dream Hunter lowers, and the Emperor raises their other hand. The sheath which had clattered to the ground flies into their left hand, and she sheaths it. Uh, and, like, attaches it, like, to this um, belt, this garter around her, around her waist that cinches her robe closed. Well done, the five of you. You're stronger than I anticipated. Oka just coughs up a little bit of lightning and blood. As all the gods are going away, I think also Scott and Nectis sort of these eyes return to their non-glowing state, and um, they don't speak to V, but there's like a very like like a feeling of thankfulness and gratitude towards V as they just, and you can almost feel them like wrapping up around each other as they just go back down deep somewhere. The emperor now. Uh, there's sort of a, there's a swirl of feathers and darkness as Rev disappears by the throne and reappears in your lineup. Uh, so it's basically now like the five of you with Halo toward the back facing the Emperor who stood there silhouetted by like the glowing silver of their throne 40 feet behind them. And the Emperor, their robes now unblemished like they were before. She must have cast some sort of healing spell that like reversed whatever damage had been done to her looks down at all of you and says, So, this is it, isn't it? Six paragons in the same room? What would you call that other than fate? Child. And she turns to you, Oka. I have upheld my end of the divine bargain. I have killed you for returning. And now... Your bounty is clean. What? What? No. No, no I... Uh, and they're like, kind of like, trying to pick their sword back up. No, I'm not... I'm not done here. This fight is over. Uh, and I think they want to, like, take a swipe, but it's, like, the most pathetic thing. Uh, and I think they almost, like... Like, they just kind of... Like, like, they hit Dewey with it, but it doesn't even, like, slice him because it's just, like, so weak. Because he's technically in front of them still. So what? Now I leave again? No. There is a reason the waters of fate have carried the five of you here. Can't you feel it? Thrumming in the weave all around you. This meeting was meant to be. And Halo from behind all of you says, Your Imperial Majesty, it's time. Yes, thank you, Dream Prophet. She's a name. And she is also a role. Something you would do well to remember, child. And the Emperor is going to look at you, Oka, you, Manaya, you, Dewey, you, V. Finally, Rev. She's going to address the five of you at once and say, very calmly, actually, uh, as though she were discussing the weather, 
I will be assassinated. Three weeks ago, Mengshen Zhidi showed me a vision of my own demise. I am admiring the first snow of the year when a blade pierces my back. My god is shunted out of my body, and I am killed. That's, 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 that's not possible. How could that be possible? Nothing is impossible, child, as long as it is not written in the river of time. Oka, like, kind of whips around uh, to where Halo is standing to, like, like, get her confirmation. Now that, like, everything's calmed down, you all see that Halo's cheeks have, like, dried tears on them. Like, she was crying while this battle was happening, but none of you saw her cry. And now that it's over, she's, she's wiped the tears from her face and has composed herself again. And she exchanges a look with the Emperor, who just nods at her. And Halo raises a, a snow-white finger tinged with pink, and she swipes her hand gracefully across the air in front of her and conjures like a little sparkly illusion of a silvery river uh, that sort of just gurgles, almost like a, a silver dragon. It snakes around the entire hall and becomes a sort of like 3D illusion of just like this flowing river with like little like moats suspended within like the current, right? And as Halo like conjures this image, she says, in dream prophecy, fate, which is also time, is often represented as a river. For most of its life, the river flows in one direction, and the sequence of events, and at this, the little motes of light, each ping, ping, like ping up, rushing along its current cannot be altered. But sometimes the water branches. Uh, and you see sort of like at the end of the river that she's still drawing out. Sure enough, it branches off into two directions. And as they both branch off, they sort of like taper off into nothingness. And this like dense white fog settles over the future of both of these branches. In dream prophecy, such a branch is what we call a divergence. A divergence is a point in time where the future is unknown because what will occur in reality hinges on an important choice, or more commonly, a series of important choices. The Emperor's fate is in divergence. Meng Shenzhidi has shown her Imperial Majesty a possible future in the waters of time, but it is not the only future. That is why we need your help. I foresaw your arrival. Five cranes, each a different color, soaring toward the slumbering palace. One of them was bleeding. And at this, her pink eyes linger on you, Oka. But still, they came. They would serve as noble guides to the Emperor, assistants and soldiers in the war that is yet to come. At this... Manaya's axe flies back to her left hand from across the room, maybe where it was stuck in the wall, as they hoist Oka up with her right arm, and she lets it fall to the ground, hammerside down. That clang happens again, and she says, So what? Was supposed to help you 
After you tried to kill my friend? I was only doing what duty demands. Makoya understands this. V looks at all this river of, of fate, and she's thinking about everything her mother ever told her. And I think V says something along the lines of, well, maybe this fate business is absolute, actually true. And I think V's mostly, like, saying this to herself. She's not, like, saying this yet to everybody else, but, like, but if we form plan, I mean, I do like making plans and talk about making important choices. This sounds pretty important, but, uh... V's brain is, like, already working on the problem of how do we maybe keep the Emperor alive. You forget, Manaya. This is not your area of expertise. They know what they're talking about. And they say it with a little bit of, like, perumph. What about you, Dewey? You've been, you've been rather quiet during this entire ordeal? Dewey faces the Emperor and says, like, So, to what extent does this, does your dream extend? <sighs> the first snowfall of winter. Raven one. That is the same day as my wedding. I cannot act against this assassin. Believe me, if I could, I would have already. At least, I can't act against them openly. If I had to make an educated guess, I would say that their agents are already in the palace. Watching. Waiting. Biding their time. My killer, whoever they are, is methodical and precise. They have studied me well. They know of my strengths, which is also my only weakness. Dream prophecy. They know I have the ability to see into time and that the best dream prophet in Endake's history serves me. They know that I would be able to see the moment of my own death at their hands, but I cannot act on this knowledge. If I do anything that even implies I know an attack is coming, then this assassin will become dangerous. They will take hostages. They will target innocents. They will endanger and kill civilians to get to me. As long as I am ignorant, or act ignorant, then they will bide their time until the day I die. And Uga's eyes kind of linger on Halo, because it is obvious to them that the first person to go would be her. And they kind of woozily turn back. So who knows? Who's the assassin? I do not know. It is rare for information like that to be shielded from me. This assassin, whoever they are, has access to magics that are beyond even my knowledge, my reach. Their identity is hidden. I have attempted divination, I have attempted scrying, prophecy. No name, no face, no identifiable features are available to me. All that I see is a swirling void of emptiness. Manaya's hand uh, squeezes Oka's arm. She doesn't meet anyone's eyes. And in fact, her eyes linger on her axe. And they, her eyes quiver as she says, So they're a stranger then. At this, the emperor raises her regal chin and like looks down sort of like the length of her, the bridge of her nose, like at you, uh, Manaya. Though, rest assured, he tower above her uh, as the tallest person in this room. 
What do you know of the stranger? Surely you've seen them in your nightmares as well. Every single night, a blood-caked battlefield. Wings and eyes bleeding monstrous forms onto the earth. Anaya closes her eyes and looks away. When this discussion of a really powerful magical being, I think V looks over to Rev and kind of gives a kind of a glance, possibly thinking about the person that she's searching for. Rev speaks up. Is it, uh, is it possible that this assassin is an emissary of sorts? I don't think so. If they are, their magic would at least be known to me. Whatever power they wield is not of Endake. I see. Oko, I think, was also kind of looking down. And then they, like, notice, I think just, like, like the glint of Dewey's watch. And they, like, whew, are, like, almost, like, back in green open water at the boat. And, like, the same, like, feeling of, like, Manaya's shoulder on their arm. Like, the glint of, like, Dewey's watch, the URL, the, the stranger in the room of the URL. They blink. What would killing you accomplish here? Why would anyone want that? Anyone this powerful? A thoughtful pause. Then the emperor says, To weaken Andake. I imagine whoever is wanting to kill me and whoever has power enough to accomplish that deed are in league with the monsters that threaten our world. They are almost definitely related to the vanishing. They are almost certainly related to the stranger. I will never forgive you. I will never forgive you for turning me out when you could have showed me mercy. I did what I did. To save your children. I will never regret that. I will regret all the time I spent on my own. But I know that despite the way that this world has hurt me, it is my world and I will fucking fight for it. And you can't die. That's not an option. And they kind of like throw their arm down through one of the branch, like through the illusion of one of the branches, you know? Uh, and their arm kind of like cuts through it uh, to like divert the path like one way. It's not an option. The Emperor looks back at you. Would you like to roll insight? I use an inspiration. My last one. Twelve. Yeah, especially as you say that uh, thing about never forgiving her uh, for having the power to spare you and choosing not to. Uh, you see that like the Emperor just sort of like raises her chin a little bit more and like looks at you. Like her eyes, her three pupil in one you know, three people in one and one people in the other, just like boring right into your soul. And she responds, And child, I will always forgive you for not having the capacity to understand why I made the choice I did. And at that, Oka's lip kind of like curls, like they're about to like, like start fighting again, you know? And at that, Manaya's grip tightens just a little. And they are held firmly back by Manaya's single huge hand. I cannot investigate my own murder without drawing attention to myself. Every move I make in the slumbering palace is watched. The only place I have true privacy is this, as she gestures at this throne room. And so, I turn to the five of you. I needed to test you first, 
to see if you were strong enough, worthy enough to wield your roles as paragons. You have passed my test for now. Your second test, not to me, but to see if you are worthy for Andake, is to help me. If you find and kill whoever is behind my assassination, then not only will you spare another paragon, but I will play nice. The dream shield protects Chilong, and a memory of my predecessor patrols it, keeping the mist safe. But I know that as much as the dream shield insulates my kingdom from danger, it also prevents my people from intervening in this battle that is to come. Right now, my priority is my people. I cannot risk opening the borders of Tulong at this time while an assassin stalks the halls of the slumbering palace. But if that assassin were taken care of, then I will consider lending the five of you an open hand. Do we have an understanding? My only understanding is that your word will never match that of these people. They've always been worthy. It's you who should be proving yourself to us, not the other way around. Then tell me, child, why is the wrong god shard inside your soul? And why do three of you not have your proper echoes inside you if you are truly worthy? Because sometimes destiny isn't as kind to us as it, is, as it has been to you. V uh, coughs up a little bit. Scour the the uh, underbelly of this great uh, empire you've created and find some people who are up to no good. That's uh, certainly in my wheelhouse. I don't know about any of you. We do have Monster Hunter here. We've got really intelligent Birdman. We've got all the all the strength in the world here in Manaya. I don't see why this should be a problem. And then mutters under her breath, "God, I hate this destiny bullcrap." Uh, Rev pats you on the shoulder <laughs> at that, like, and like strokes your back a little. So that's it then. We find your assassin, take them out before they can take you out, and we'll have another friend in a high place. I suspect that one of my spouses is colluding with the assassin. Start there. There is no other way for an outside agent to breach the palace's defenses, as all of you have found out today. And they gesture at the fact that all of you, even though like you broke in, you were still brought to the throne room in one way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, it is not so simple as interrogating each of my spouses directly. You must act discreetly. No one in the palace, including them, can know that there are assassination attempts afoot or else our entire plan unravels. So what's our cover? Why are you keeping us around? Impress me. You tell me. I have a wild idea. Surely, what if we were creating some type of of book on a biography, perhaps, of the empire, of the emperor the, herself, and we had to collect stories from all around you, and perhaps this gives us a moment to have little one-on-one -on -one conversations, ask some questions. Just an idea, don't have to go with it, just just spitballing off of top of head. 
That doesn't really explain what I'm doing here. Alive. Fortunately, we have witnesses to your execution. The other soldiers, the captains of the guards, they saw me strike you down. Though you survived, I still struck you down. And by the letter of the law, I executed you. And I carried out my duty. So what, I get to walk around like nothing ever happened? I suggest you walk around with some degree of humility and intention in your step, Makoya. But for now, so long as you are here investigating the identity of my would-be assassin, you are free to roam the grounds. Rumor will spread. News will take. Word will seed. I will make sure of it. That the treasonous prince, Makoya Hien, has met their demise. And by the divinity of Mengshin Judi, by the power bestowed in us, in our noble family, the fate intervened and saw fit that you survive the killing blow. You will still live in disgrace. People will still whisper about you. You will forever bear a scar upon your face. But you will be allowed to survive. With all due respect, your highness. Prince... Uh, it's... It's your imperial majesty. Excuse me. With all due respect, your imperial majesty. Prince Makoya Hien died seven years ago. The one who stands beside us is Oka. Oka Hie. Oka Hien. At this, Manaya turns surprised. Oka Hie just died a few minutes ago. Very well then, Oka. You shall walk around the grounds of the slumbering palace as though you were a shadow, but you will be allowed to walk. Where is my mother? At this, uh, another one of those similar expressions as earlier flashes across the emperor's face when you bring up your mother. Though, with your lower, low-ish insight to check, you can't really parse the specifics of the emotion. Your mother is where she always was. In your courtyard. Home. As are your sisters. Oh, God. Kind of lets go of the blood blade, and it just kind of, like, sloshes to the ground into, a, like, a puddle of blood. And they kind of like lean back out of Mani like out of Manaya's hand. They take a few steps like backward, and then they turn. Uh, and as they turn, I think they like kind of like are like just again like stuck, looking at Halo for like a long moment. And then they kind of pull their eyes back down, and they head toward the door. Manaya slings her axe over her shoulder, has a long pregnant gaze at the emperor. Glad set Halo and follows suit. V kind of sheepishly walks, a, just not, just like a step closer to the Emperor and was in, um, excuse me, but uh, there was a reward and technically, you know, this river of fate brought us here together. Uh, one could argue that I helped bring- Dewey pulls oh. V's arm <laughs> to follow the others. We'll discuss this later. <laughs> yeah, uh, the emperor doesn't say anything, just sort of raises like a, a perfectly put together eyebrow. Uh, and Rev also gives like one final smoldering look at the emperor. 
before like turning her raven dappled cape around. Uh, and Rev follows follows suit. Uh, Halo, I think, just <sighs> sighs and follows the rest of you out. I think um, with the intention of of leading you to whatever quarters you're going to be given now. And you all like leave the throne room behind. You leave the emperor standing there, like full of like shattered, scorched blood everywhere, right? Like parts of the throne room have like clattered onto the ground, smashed in, there's craters everywhere. The emperor just sort of floats there looking after you until you turn a corner and the figure of her disappears. And now we are left with Halo, leading the four of you, Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and of course, V and Rev, through the broad, open halls of this throne building. As she walks, and the rest of you follow, uh, she very primly speaks, addressing you all. There are quarters prepared for all of you already, in anticipation of your arrival. M Oka? You can stay here with your friends, or, well, your old room remains unused. Uh, I think Oka has been walking ahead of everyone else and pauses. Like, they kind of, like, are stuck still. Like, it's, like, the same feeling of, like, being stuck every time Halo talks to them. They just, like, get stuck in it. I'll, I'll decide later. Very well. <clears throat> And Halo turns and keeps walking. And like the kind of way she's addressing you is almost this like brisk professionalism, right? Like it feels like there's a gulf of seven years between you and so much pain and so much left unsaid, right? As she continues leading you all, she says, you all have been assigned to some petty nobles courtyard. Uh, this is where we keep visiting dignitaries from the other seven nations, uh, as well as those who are staying at the slumbering palace to take the imperial exam. Uh, you'll find the families of minor nobles, officiants, uh, exam administrators, uh, courtesans, courtiers, whatnot here. I hope you will find your quarters amenable. I certainly, this is the, the life for me. I don't have to pay a dime and I get to live in luxurious suites. I love this. This is wonderful. I Miss Halo, was it? Yes. Would there be archives of people who have lived here before? Well, everything can be found in the Royal Library, uh, which is located, of course, um, in the southeastern quadrant of the Slumbering Palace. I'm familiar. Oh, good. Well, then you shall have no problem navigating our archival system. It can be rather intimidating uh, for outsiders to navigate at first. Oh, I found it to be rather simple, but, you know, and things have changed. It's been some time since I've been here. Hopefully your security is a little bit better. Uh, Halo looks over her shoulder just, like, like for, like, half a second, and her, like, pink eyes fall on UV. Hmm. Uh, and she turns and keeps walking, <laughs> like... I feel like V is like bringing it up to be like, are you going to ask about it? Eh, eh? But like Halo doesn't take the bait. Uh, and eventually like at this point leads you outside of like the throne building and like out into the plaza, like the big front gates like open for you. Like these guards push it open uh, and like the sunless light like filters down, maybe even like blink a little bit to adjust to like this new brightness because inside the throne room it was so dusty and sephiric and dark. Um, now out here it's bright uh, and early and um, buzzing. <laughs> 
Uh, and you see, like, in the distance, like, walking over bridges, like, sitting on stone benches near gurgling streams, just people, officiants, minor nobles, just walking around doing stuff, right? And here, at the top of the flight of a flight of stairs, you see, like, the slumbering palace just, like, sprawled out in front of all of you. It's huge, it's massive, it's several miles wide in either direction. There's so much to explore here. Oka knows where they're going, I think. And they're, again, kind of, like, single-minded in it. But I think they do pause up here, like, at the top of everything, and they look out over all of it. And they keep, like, blinking their right eye? Which one of their eyes? Whichever one has the red bolt through it, they keep blinking like it hurts. But, like they're trying to like readjust like the focus of their eyes and they're having a hard time with it. And they're like the whole like the palace kind of like like downs as they look at it. And their eyes find the place that they are trying to go to. And like they pause up there for like a long time. Where do your eyes linger on? The courtyard I grew up in. Obviously. Mm, okay, yeah. I think Halo sort of like stood by your party, hands clasped in front of her robes, lingers on your gaze and sort of follows it briefly over to the direction you're looking at and says, should be lunchtime soon. Yeah, I guess so. Please, follow me. And Halo starts going down these huge stairs. And once you reach like the bottom landing, she turns away from the courtyard. Um, grew up in Oka. And starts leading you like toward presumably where you're gonna be housed for the next however many weeks. As Halo walks uh, through like various gardens, courtyards, these like beautiful like circular awnings, right? These like huge pagodas and temples. What do the four of you do? I think Oka was at the front of the party, but as they walk like further and further, they just kind of like are s- slowing down and sinking back to the point where like wherever the last, whoever is last in line, they just kind of like, they don't even look. They just kind of like brush shoulders with whoever it is. And then they like, they stop walking, like let everyone get a few more steps and then they turn around and go the other, go the opposite direction. So who is the last person in line? Well, the way we sort of left the throne room would be Rev was last, followed by Dewey and V. I don't know if we want to go with that order. Yeah. Oka will kind of like brush past V and like pause, almost like when they were walking in the courtyards in um, Rosso. And they just kind of like pause and then they just turn. V watches Oka go up or go away uh casts message do you need a friend no continues to look for a little bit further looks to rev just gives like a sort of like well they didn't want anybody and sort of slowly you know turns back towards the group and continues following uh rev looks after you for a beat oka before turning to let you go looks down at v and says they need time alone. I understand how that feels. Yeah, I think uh, I think we all have had those feelings of needing to be alone for a little bit. This journey seems to bring that out of us. <laughs> well, at least they're here and safe. It's not every day you get to die and come back to life, so 
let them do what they must. Was that on purpose? Did you, uh, are you saying that on purpose to me? Uh, no, not at all. Not, not in the least. You know, there was a really good tavern here. What, just by the emperor, what, by the court, where, where was that tavern? There was a tavern here. I remember a tavern. Yeah, yeah. We'll go out drinking later tonight, V. Let's get settled in first and uh, cook up a more nuanced cover story than biographers. I'm not against it, just to make myself clear. And she's like addressing the rest of the party as well. I just think we should come up with, uh, what's it called? Secret identities. I think that Dewey, as he's been walking and looking around, he's like bumped into a couple of people walking the other way. And as he does, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, cardio quirk. Uh, a uh, cataclysm historian on assignment from uh, Devathaji. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Okay. Out of character. Like, just like walking like, right past, not even. Out Stop. of character. I just gotta say, you're supposed to come up with a new name, dude. You're supposed to come up with a new name! You, he's trying to get his cover story down. Which doesn't involve a new name, I guess. Dewey Quirk, really smart pigeon, cannot remember a new name. Okay, fine, fine. That's all. Uh, I suppose Cardu is Cardu Quirk. Alright, fine. Dewey, you can do your own thing. We'll think of something else. Won't we, V? Oh, don't call me V. Call me Veronica Scoop. Veronica Scoop. Okay. No. Sorry, you wanted me to come up with something better than... So, for example, Veronica Scoop. Hey, I'm just here to be an archival studyist person. This is not my expertise. I just hey. do what you say. You tell me to read books, I, I read work books. on names. You work on... Occupation titles uh, that aren't studyist. <laughs> but I'm so much better at the names, am I not? Oh boy. Well, there are a lot of things about you that I. a lot of strengths you wield, V. Uh, Veronica, that I appreciate. Uh, coming up with the names is, uh. I wouldn't put that in your top three. I've had to come up with a lot of names in 110 years, let me tell you. There's, you run out of ideas eventually. Oh, to be Especially fair, when I... they all start with V. <laughs> it's, it's a motif. A calling card so they can track you down. V just starts muttering and swearing in Jukai. <laughs> yeah, and I think like that's like how we like leave like the four of you like with like um halo lead it like halo's just like shaking her head a little bit this entire time like doesn't dignify any of this conversation with any sort of verbal response uh and she's like leading you all toward like a series of like interconnected courtyards uh where presumably the four of you will be staying uh and we're gonna pull out away from the four of you and like onto oka uh as you have turned tail you've left right you're heading in the opposite direction and as you like pass under the shade of a tree maybe you get the sense that you should you should turn around. Maybe get that sense. And I think you do. Uh, and I think you just sort of like, in that brief moment, you see Halo in like the distance, walking farther and farther away. And in that moment, she also turns around. Just a little bit, just turns her cheek. And for like half a second, your blue double-peopled eyes, now with a lightning bolt of red crimson magic sliced through the pupil. 
locks onto her soft pink eyes. There's this like moment of like, what if? Uh, and then Halo just shakes her head and is the first one to look away. Yeah, that hurts. Oka kind of like tenses their jaw really hard uh, and then lets it go and like finds themselves just like pl- like playing with their own hands. Uh, like they like as though they had their own knuckle bones, you know, like this this old old habit from when they were a child. I think like fiddling with the with the tassel that was on the end of their training sword. Like that's that's the same motion that they have like in their hands again, and they see it and they kind of let it go. And then they watch her and like the rest of the party, who I think like Rev is like kind of looking angrily down at Dewey, you know, who's like. He's like shaking hands with someone, you know, and like V and Manai are like chatting about something and they kind of turn away from that family to go find a different one. Podcast editing is by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Transplaner RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter and ExplainTrade.com, a negotiation skills training consultancy, because you can't ask to roll persuasion in real life. Check out ExplainTrade.com. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. New podcast episodes drop every Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 7 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanarRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanarRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Alex, Azura, Bradley, Brookbright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Emma, Hat, Conding, Lex Later, Marvelous, Purple Mouse, Scruffisus, and Target.